0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. apply.
1: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new show as part of the Manchester Football Social. It's myself, uh, Ant McGinley and Alex Boardman. Uh, Lots of great chat from me and Alex and also I quite enjoyed the noise of Alex struggling to figure out what the answer was. Plus as well, there's him ripping it out of me for a certain fashion choice. Enjoy.
2: Manchester Football Social.
1: Hey, this is new, isn't it? Sunday evenings, the Football Social and uh, you've got me,
3: Ant McGinley and this chap. Hi. <laughs> I thought that, you were going to... That was your cue. I thought you... Well, I thought you were going to say my name. Well, like, well like, that sounds a bit wrong. Uh, this is
1: Alex Boardman. He's I, a red. Yes, hi, and you're a blue. Yeah, and this is not how we practiced it, because like, we've been working on this for a while. You might have seen the uh, extensive uh, TV advertising and bus campaign that there's been mm. for this show. And every time we practice it, it was just basically you moaning and me laughing at you. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get on uh, to the... To the results from yesterday in a moment. Uh, But this show's all about you. So if you want to get in touch with us, get involved. 0345 111 7625. Or you can text us on 87711. And what we thought we'd do today, seeing as it's our first show of this new show, this new venture, Hmm. we we talk about first games. So when you you call in today, and you're talking about what you thought of yesterday or what's been going on this season,
3: uh, let us know what, what your memories are of your first game. Yeah, so my first game... Was not, it was a non-league game. All right. Um and my, That's very on point and trend at the minute. I know, and it was nothing to do with that. It was just because um, my grand it was my granddad who used to, like, take me to stuff, and he couldn't afford to take me to Old Trafford, um or Oldham, or Rochdale, or anywhere like that, because he lived on Broadway right opposite Chadderton FC. Yep. Uh, so those were, for like the first year and a half, all my football knowledge and memories was going to Chaddy FC, you got him free if you were a child, it was probably about 10 or 20p for a pensioner that he was, and I didn't really even watch the game because there was just this huge area, which I've been back and is now a car park, but there was this huge area that was like another field at the side of the football pitch, and me and whatever other kids were there I used to just sort of take a ball and play football, my granddad had watched the match, and then at half-time we were allowed to go on the proper pitch oh, without... Wow. without actual nets up, you know, like a full size, yeah, 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 which yeah. sounds nothing now because there's, there's facilities that, you know, when you talk about grassroots football having nothing, grass, grassroots football in the 80s had absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, I mean, it was amazing when you found a, a field with goals on, but to find them with actual with nets in as well. Actual
3: nets in and they were coloured nets, so sometimes they were white and sometimes, depending on which team had got which set of nets, there were some red nets which felt ridiculously continental and corner flags. You got corner flags. There were corner flags. But of course, I don't know how old I was. I was probably like, I don't know, let's say eight, nine. Trying to take a corner. (laughs) You couldn't even get it to the 18-yard box. Or, you know, like like, trying to take a penalty. (laughs) I I wouldn't worry about that. I've done that recently and I still can't. Yeah. So that's that's your very first game you actually got on the pitch. So I don't know who it was. And then I don't know who it was against. Right. Um, And then we did that for about a year. And then suddenly I got a bit more interested in watching... What was going on with the match? It turns out it coincides, um, that. David Platt, you know who played for Aston Villa, and did, well, yeah, of course I know who David Platt is. So David Platt, he yeah, scored one of the best goals for England in World one Cup, one of the best ever England goals. Was Coach it against City as well? The, the one ex- that Belgium. Belgium, it drops over his right shoulder and just volleys it in. Paul Gascoigne free kick about yeah. eighty-seven minutes or something yeah, like and that. Then, and then he went and did those uh, McDonald's adverts, all based on the yeah, other so, fast foods are available. So he was, I think, a trainee or a youth player or whatever at, at United, and didn't quite make it. In a time when there were lots of players went to United and didn't... You know, should have done... Like Peter who was another one who slipped mm-hmm. through the net a few years earlier. So they went, oh, we've got this new midfielders playing today. We've given him number seven. I think he played on the right wing or something like that. And just watched this player and it was like, you know what? Have you ever seen a dad playing with kids? And you're like, oh, he's phenomenally so much better than everybody else. So he was the one that I'd start watching and be like... I can't take my eyes off him. We, we, all of us that used to play footy at the side were like, he's so good. So I probably watched him for about a year or two, and then I think he went to Villa, or st- he signed. He signed for somewhere really quickly, and it was, he, you know, he went on to becoming going to captain. Yeah. So, um, so that was my first. That's, those were my first ever games, really. That's pretty
1: impressive. If you want to get on and share your first game memories with us, you can do so. Oh three four five triple one seven six twenty five. Being a blue. Uh, so my first game, now th- it was a bit of a weird thing for me because I'm Irish Catholic, brought up in North Manchester. So basically everyone was a United fan. So
3: wish, I was going to say, yeah. oh, that's United, points to United. But I wasn't really, like nobody in my family
1: was into football and it was only during the World Cup in 1990, I tell you 90, that's when I really got into it. Like mm. I remember watching uh, Mexico 86 and well, I saw the Maradona handball, but again, I wasn't really interested in what was going on. Italian you 90, I loved it. And obviously it was great for England, it's great for Ireland as well. And my favourite player of that tournament was Niall Quinn. So I literally went, who does he play for? They're my team. All right. And so Quinn had come from Arsenal to City. So I was like, great, I'm going to go and watch City. Dad had no interest in him. My brother was too young. I had nobody to go with. Never been to a game before. Didn't know how to do it. So for about two years, it was kind of like, I imagine what it must have been like to be like a a communist in America in the 50s. Mm. I had to try and find somebody who was a City fan. And I remember there was a lad at school and I can't remember his name now, but it was the year above me. And it was like, for about a year, I'd been getting beaten up at school and people teasing me because I was the only City fan. And then just one day, just kind of like casually walked past and was like, you know, don't like now, but uh, you're a City fan. I was like, yeah, I was like me too. And it was like, <laughs> I found a friend. And then so we went to the game. And I remember like, oh God, it would have been a nightmare to organize now. But I just remember, I took the bus into town. And I just said, I'll meet you at the bus stop. And it just, it happened, no
3: phones or anything like that. And then we walked over to Main Road. But this is, people say you don't understand how, e- how hard it was in some ways. But in other ways, it's quite easy, because there's only one bus every hour. <laughs> yeah, that's how the other. It? I'll see you on the <laughs> bus. Well, this match starts at three, so I guess the bus will be about, like, two. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had, I had a tenner with me. That's all the money that I had. And I went, I
1: think the ticket was, like, a fiver. So I bought the ticket... And I went to get in, and they wouldn't let me in because I didn't have a membership card. Oh. And I was like, you what? And it was like, so you had to go and get this membership. So you could just get it on the day. But it was this little... Literally, it was just a little bit of card that you wrote in and just put your name on or whatever. And it was three quid for that. And I was fuming.
3: I was like, "Yeah, yeah, eight quid for... A f- oh. I could Don't get me started on membership. <laughs> it's one of the things that I absolutely
1: anyway, hate. But, yeah, but I could I could live with that now if it was only three quid now. So then we got into the game, and we played... It was Villa at home, and... Niall Quinn scored, and David White, who became my other favourite player, who I got to meet uh, last year, which was brilliant as well. And uh, yeah, that was just and the, the the thing I remember more than anything was coming out of the game thinking that we'd won three two. Right, because there'd been a couple of goals that had been disallowed and it was the first time I'd been to a game without commentary. Yeah, no right? replay. So I had no idea... Was what there was not a scoreboard? On. There was a
3: scoreboard, wasn't there? And I,
1: but there? was that much going on. I don't know if I
3: could even see where the scoreboard. They were, were tiny as well yeah. in those days. They were just like, uh, you know, like you'd phone display, how it, how it says like the... The time that was the size of the scoreboard in those days, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, so it came out of that, and I also remember as well, like just joining in
1: singing songs with people, having no idea what the songs they were actually <laughs> singing, and later finding out what they were and being a little a bit embarrassed, right? So it is the Manchester Football Social now, every well, almost every day, Sunday to Friday. If you want to get in touch with us, one uh, 7625 uh, 8771. and share your first game memory with us as well as talking about what's happened to the big clubs yesterday. Mm. So, uh, yeah,
3: let's start with United, and then we'll come to me, and I can moan. In, well, in it bit. feels this weekend has just been really good for me. I don't know what it is. All my gigs have been good anyway. But it feels like a week- this is how weekends used to feel. Right. Notwithstanding the last four or five years, where City lost, United won. It's a Sunday, all the matches were on a Saturday, and it's like, yeah, this is just, we're back to the normal way of, of thinking. Um, I watched, obviously, I saw that I was gigging in the afternoon, so I missed, I couldn't go live. My son, my son went, and for a, we got different seats, and in the upper, he got different seats in the opposite stand to me. Normally, go, all the goals were right in front of him as well, so I'm a little bit gutted after seeing no action all <laughs> oh, year that the two tickets him and his mate ended up taking were so much better than what we normally get.
1: Well, because you're saying about just that little bit you said, it's about it's, it's how things used to be. I yeah. watched I watched it on Match of the Day this morning, and that is exactly what I thought. I thought, this is what United used to be. I watched it, and even though, you know, I don't like them, there was a grudging respect, and I was like, oh, this is like... You know, this is what they do. It's attack. It's attack.
3: It's well, attack. they they did. They played well, and they all like to a man as well. This is something else that hasn't been happening. It was an actual team performance, and it's it was the same against Arsenal in midweek. Uh, it was a little bit. I, I mean, Arsenal were on a still on a very good, big, long 21-22 games yeah, they, unbeaten. They, they
1: won again yesterday, didn't
3: they? Yeah, they won. I think they snuck a one-nil. So you know, and they're creeping right up the table. As a bit of a dark horse, bit of an outsider, probably a little bit too much for him to do to to win it. But um, we we've just not played well for so many week after week after week, and even against Juventus when we pulled off a fantastic result, wasn't a a great team performance. Um, And then suddenly, wait, against Arsenal, we we played players who'd been injured most of the season. Some players hadn't played at all. Mm -hmm. Thinking of Rojo, I'm thinking of Baggie, and. Uh, dropping Pogba and dropping Lukaku and suddenly the team it was like he was described as a virus allegedly by Mourinho yeah. and it was kind of like oh wow it's like the team is like a healthy team maybe not the most technically gifted team we've ever seen at United but it is finally a team everyone's moving for each other everyone's running yeah. and Rashford in the last two two games has just been a different level. You talk about a player being the spark for a team. Yeah. Every time he gets near the ball, every time, even if a defender gets the ball and he's like 20, 30 yards away, you're like, you've are you got about two seconds and he's going to be on you. And he's fed through, he's absolutely leading from the front, bearing in mind he's, he's only 20. Well, the thing was,
1: I... Found out yesterday morning that Amaltovic was injured, so dropped him from a fantasy team. Yes. Had a look around and picked up Rashford for like six million. Six million, million. yeah, I got him as well. Popped him in as my vice-captain and he gets two assists and a goal and it was great to watch him play. And that goal he scored
3: as well was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... The the, the weird thing about United at the minute, and I wonder if it's Twitter, I wonder if it's the sort of generations that we're in, Um, but there's a lot of criticism. It's like almost there's a wheel being spun with like players' names on, and we have a bad performance, and it's like, right, Matic. Matic has been getting a lot all season. Seems to have changed a little bit, knowing it's Lukaku and also Pogba. But Ashley Young gets a lot of criticism. Valencia gets tons of criticism. And even after this defeat, everyone just say, oh, it's only Fulham. Or, oh, well, you know, Rashford missed the city, he should have had three. And you're like, oh, come on, he, he, he played fantastically well, played really well against Arsenal... And he made a goal and he scored a goal. And also, can we not just enjoy it for the first time in 16 league games when we've been beyond average for, I'd say, 10 of those games, we've been awful. And actually just enjoy the fact that we played well, we won, we scored some good, good goals, and it doesn't matter who we're playing. It was, you know, we've got Liverpool next week. Let's see what we're saying this time next week. Mm. Now, the
1: the elephant in the room with all this was the fact that Pogba was on the bench, didn't play, and United played brilliantly. They played the best I've seen them play for a long time. That doesn't really help the case that's been building up around Pogba, you know, and, and you know this alleged uh, thing that he's a virus or whatever. But obviously, is he actually having a detrimental effect? And it made me think, is it two things? Is it that he just doesn't fit in the system that they're trying to play at the minute? Or... Is there something about Pogba that's really disruptive to the rest of the team? And by not having him in, not having him starting, not having him playing in the game, gives them
3: something. Is is it that you know they, they don't sort of pass to Pogba? He's yeah, not, he, there's no, there's no well, Pog, Pogba does get quite a bit of the ball, and I feel a bit sorry for him because we've never seen him live a lot this season. I think if we'd have had him for the City game. We, he was that extra level of quality that I'm not saying he would have made the difference in the result, but we just didn't show up that day, we didn't. We couldn't put three passes together, it was abysmal um, to watch and he often, at least when he gets the ball, he, he can take a touch he can beat someone and he can have a look up and pass a decent ball, which is something we really missed against City, but um, when Likaku's not in top form and he's not very confident and he's not been making the runs Um, and when Rashford sometimes finds himself tracking back and Martial's not always making the runs either but I feel a bit sorry for Pogba because he doesn't quite have anyone to pass the ball forward to Um, but In any job, if you're going in training every day and you're like giving your all and then he's not playing well and he's, he's been in poor form. And if he's still get, if Pogba is still getting picked and you're like, Oh, he he was at fault for that goal. He was at fault for this other goal by him not running back or for him just losing a man at marking or for him just giving the ball away. I think the last time I saw him do it was Everton at home. We were cruising to a 2-0 and he just tried something unnecessary to flick a ball over someone's head. 3 seconds later we've given away a penalty and Smalling was lucky not to be sent off. Mm. Um if you if you let's say you're Herrera and you go look I turn up every day I give my all every day whenever they ask anything of me I do it. I'm not as good a player as Pogba but my attitude is much better and I make zero mistakes. Um you just, that would breed disquiet wouldn't it in any camp. Surely. Yeah. But then the thing is you think that maybe like
1: would affect their confidence put them off but and obviously, it's different watching the highlights to watching the game. We always say this. We know this. But there was a moment they showed on Match of the Day last night where Lingard did this wonderful little flick. That mm. put it through. And it just worked. And it was brilliant. And you have the confidence to try it. And it works, Fair play to him. But it's exactly the kind of thing that Pogba's been trying to do for the last couple of weeks. And it's always gone wrong. And so is it a little bit like they talk about when they're in the... Um, uh, when they talk about uh, when people come off reality TV and say, "No, I'm not really like that," it's just the way they've edited the highlights together. Is that what's happening there? And mm. it's just that basically that they're making the, the the
3: they're giving this impression that they're just the bad guy. Well, I, I think there there feels like there has been a slight agenda against Pogba since he was bought, and people don't like his flashiness and the big advertising campaigns, and but. I I defended him and defended him and defended him. Um I I wonder if there's a reason that the, the the
1: the when they sell shirts with Pogba's name on they're not making enough money. Like when they used to have Ibrahimovic, Zlatan because those letters are expensive like four quid a pop and Pogba's only got five letters in. So maybe they just want him out and they're going to bring somebody in with like triple barreled name.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Yeah. I do, I just I just never seem to I, I feel really stupid this year sometimes, being a United fan, because I'll say <laughs> just something... Just this year. Well, <laughs> do you know, I've always been able to kind of get a handle on it. You know, when Moyes was there and you were like, oh, well, they're not doing this right and they're not doing that right. And this, even last season, until the last sort of four or five games when they really dropped off and ended up 19 points behind. And it still would have been 10 or 12 if they'd have kept going. It was still not good enough. But you're like, they're just a little bit lacking in a couple of areas. And then the season starts and they've not... They haven't strengthened in those areas. And then Pogba starts quite... He started the season, I think he scored like four goals in six games, Yeah, one of which were penalties. Um, but it was like, well, he's so much better than the other players and the other players are not quite doing it. And then... As Martial's form improved and then Shaw started to pick up and then Ashley Young's picked up. And then you're going, well, Matic is still letting you down a bit. And look at Wikake. And then you're like, oh, look at Rashford's now playing well. And it's one of these where you're like, you know, is it the manager's fault? Is it Pogba's fault? Is it Wikake's fault? And I just, I'm not even sure Mourinho must know what's happening. But what is interesting is some players are responding and responding well. Martial, Rashford, Shaw being three examples. And then other players are oh, slightly and dalla when he's come in, in the last two games he's looked yeah, fantastic he, he's looked really absolutely good absolutely fantastic th- that
1: goes against everything everybody criticises Mourinho for because they say he doesn't play youngsters he doesn't bring young kids through but he, he played in the Champions League as well didn't he yeah he's
3: played, he played uh, he played against young boys that was his debut and then he played one other game and I can't remember what it was and he came on as a sub although there have
1: been a few cases over the years of young United players that have come through made amazing debuts in mm. those two or three games and then we've never in them again
3: well James Wilson was one obviously Makeda. Yeah. Um but I, I, the thing with Mourinho when they're criticising him for not playing youth and you go well he's played Rashford probably gave him the most minutes, I think, last year of any player, regardless of age. And at the time, I think he was 18 going... No, he was 19 going into 20. And the same with Martial. Martial's only 20. This is this is like... I remember when he did that press conference and he came in and he, he'd worked it out and he says, I gave him this many
1: games and this many minutes and worked it out. So over the season... And it reminds me of that thing where, where you go to your boss, you know that old joke, He said, can I have a holiday? And they say, well, like, um, well, you get six weeks off for this, then you don't work weekends, mm. and then you do it, so you owe me money. It was almost like that. That was yeah. Mourinho's attitude. Uh, it is the Football Social, Manchester Football Social. We're here now on Sundays, uh, and throughout your week as well, Sunday to Friday uh, between six and seven. Myself, Ant McGinley, and Alex Boardman here. And uh, just going to put you to the test right now, Alex. Okay. But you can play along at home with this as well. So uh, this... Is I'm going to give you a clue, and I'll give you a couple of clues throughout the show. Okay. And the only thing that you know is this will always be somebody who, at some point in the career, has played for either City, or United, or both. Right. Okay. Just over-hyping the music.
3: Is that what music's that? Well, if I say what it is, we have wait, to play wait. them. And we know like to say what that is. I know exactly what that is. I think we can say what it is, we'll be alright. It, it was a daytime quiz from about 20 years ago. No, it's not. Is it not that? That's <laughs> no, no, not, the wrong one. But it's kind of in that style, I
1: know what you're talking about. Oh, I thought it was a all Henry right. Kelly quiz. So, well, I'm, in that style, I'm going to give you a clue now. A clue after the little break that we have. And you'll get five of them in total. Right, to okay. See if you can work out who it is I'm talking about before we get to the last one. Alright, uh, my dad was a top class rugby player. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> I've not finished I'm not finished yet no. right uh, and and this is going to answer that question um but I went into football and went on to make 17 appearances in the World Cup finals
3: right If
1: you think you know who that is uh, you can text us an 87711 or give us a call oh three four five triple one seventy
3: six twenty five. Alex what are you saying <sighs> Well it's not running gigs um Seventeen appearances, World Cup finals. Uh, I'm thinking of a Welshman. Uh, I don't know. Uh, normal Whiteside. Let's say normal Whiteside. Then. No,
2: no. We'll come back with another clue after this. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social.
1: It is the Manchester Football Social. Don't worry, you've not slept in all the way through Monday. Uh, we've just expanded. You can get us now Sunday through to Friday every. I'm going to say Sunday through to Friday every day, but it obviously isn't. Uh, Six till seven PM is where you'll find us. And today, uh, looking
3: resplendent in red, opposite me is Alex Boardman. Yes, with my favourite shirt. on. Which... Yeah, uh, Do you know what? Long sleeve shirts were such a rarity when we were kids. Yeah. Well, I got a, basically I've got the 1985 home United shirt, which is the one that won the FA Cup final in, in long sleeve. So today, I am Mark Hughes. And if we'd, you know, as if we'd designed it all, it actually matches the
1: Christmas decorations mm. around your microphone. Very festive. It's very, we'll have to get a photo of that and just uh, send it out in a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm a City fan and I'm wearing, is this the, I think this is the last season where we had the Eagle badge and won the, the no, no, this is before we...
3: I it's a Reebok kit for a start, yeah. And I look at that and I things. think of Vassell. I think Vassell was your second yeah. forward yeah. when you had that. So no, I tell you exactly when it was because I remember so this is
1: 2006. Oh, is it? Because I, 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 I got I got I, I did the the full kit job.
3: Oh, my... you're joking? What? You've got your own name on the back, and you're a fully grown man. <laughs> and he says, 35 on, was that your age when you had it?" No. Do you want to know what that is? Oh, I don't. Know. It's, oh, that's so. Do, 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 I, I
1: wasn't. Was I? Th- no, I wasn't thirty-five. But do you know what three-five is? No. Because I just got my first job doing a, a breakfast radio show, and three-five. Because at the time, all your everybody's phones had actual keypads on, right? And so when you t- send in a text message,
3: three-five. Was DJ. Oh, you are joking. Um, I, because it, I didn't think it could be sadder than having <laughs> McGinley on the back of your own <laughs> shirt when you're over ten years old. But I got the full kit. So I got the shorts, oh, you with the joking. number, and the socks. And what did it have on the, the like, the shorts number? Just was the that number. a different so, so, one? No, it was the same number. It <laughs> <laughs> said, like, N-O, and then friends across the socks. <laughs> That's so. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. There's an age where that's a, a acceptable, and a, I think the cutoff's about thirteen. Right. Even a thirteen-year-old with the full kit and his own name on it and, and his number as an age, you're kind of looking and going, like that. "Are you sure? You, you know, thirteen's maybe all right, but come on, have a word for you." <laughs> but the, I don't think I have had. Um, Shirt with my more recently with my name on the back. Your own name? Yeah. We should have just abandon the entire show and just <laughs> do it all on this. So I, if the phone fo- the phones are broken currently, and I can imagine people will just be listening to this and going, "What is wrong with this man?" Well, all right. So honestly, like, at uh, which
1: which age which age does it stop? Which age is it? Kind of like the the certain things that are, are sacred as children, which we were got to be careful we don't mm. talk about right now, but. At what, which age is it alright to have your name and your shirt? What, like, how many kids do you know that have their own name on the shirt? Because they'll have like... Loads of little kids. Loads right. of
3: little kids and that's
1: really cool yeah. and it's dead cute. I've, then, seen it, I've seen it at weddings as well. Like it's part of the wedding present that yeah, no, the bride gives
3: to the groom or whatever. On the even day. that, that's cringy, isn't it, as well? So, this is, so the problem with this is this is cringy. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong on every level. And I think I think most kids, when they get to about 13, 14, go, I don't want my own name on and my age. Because kids have it with their age on, don't they? Yeah. And then, and then they stop because they go, ooh, I'm 12 years old now, I've got a big school, I'm going to get bullied. <laughs> so
1: so are, are you saying that if I keep coming into excess
3: Manchester well, here,
1: I'm going to get bullied you by need to get.
3: You need to get bullied. <laughs> you need to, to st- sort this
1: out. Uh, just before the break, we gave you a little question, a little teaser. Uh, Alex isn't doing so well at this one so far. Um, so the first clue was, it, Dad, my dad was a top-class rugby player. I have made um, 17 appearances in World Cup Finals. Who am I? You ready for another clue? Mm-hmm. Despite winning the Champions League once, the Premier League twice as well as the Confederations Cup, European Championships, and the World Cup. I have never scored a goal in my professional career.
3: Oof. <sighs> no pressure. I can't think of anyone.
1: I can't think of anyone.
3: Um. Never scored a goal in his career? Mm-hmm
1: if you want to get involved you can still speak to uh, our friend Niall who's probably going to come in on the shows because he's on the phones today but he's not doing anything uh, you can text him at 87711 with your answer if you think you've got that and uh, I won't bother giving the phone number out yet until we get it fixed
3: I'm trying to do you, should I give you an answer then? I don't even know if Holland have a, a rugby team <sighs> okay so I'll go right. for Raymond van der Howe if he you're did get a for, medal as a sort of Champions League
1: medal as a backup goalie you're going for Raymond van der Howe.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It must be a goalie. It must be a goalie. Or a defender. I, all I've got is the clues in front of me. He's won the league much. twice in the Champions League once, you say, yeah. and he's played 17 times in a World Cup and his dad was a professional rugby player. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think he's got to be English, Scottish, Welsh, Irish. I <sighs> don't know. Was it called the Champions League when he won it? Was it called the European Cup? It was called the Champions League.
1: And so I'd love to see your stew there and sweat But uh, unfortunately now we've got to turn
3: to ma- myself You should have put Andy that Davis. laughing thing on When you're telling us about your own name on your <laughs> shirt
1: <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that should be the thing Every time I, I introduce myself Have that just to come back Hello, it's the uh, Manchester Football Social With Alex Boardman and me, Ant McGinley If you didn't know that, you can see it on my shirt Ant McGinley, thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, awful to be honest at the time I think that was probably my weight Alright so uh, Yes I am wearing a city shirt Because I'm a blue through and through We've already talked about Our first games today Let's talk about The very last game Which was yesterday uh, We went down to Chelsea Which we've done very well at uh, Recently Like we beat them When they came up uh, Here last season In a game Which was basically just They just stood there It was like a training exercise mm. They may as well have Just put out Those little Funny silhouettes That they have And just passed the ball around And uh, that was a great game Last season as well, when we went down there, De Bruyne was playing, we scored. That oh, was you a won great, 1-0 last year, yeah,
3: didn't you? No, before I'll, that, you'd not got a great record, though. Well, even pre-match, Guardiola said, I've not got an amazing record against Chelsea. Now, this is the thing. So, he, he's lost three
1: times against Chelsea, and I think the stat is now, that's the team he's lost the most against in his whole career, which is pretty impressive. But then, when you look at where he was before, he's not had that much competition. Mm, or maybe it, it might just be for the Premier League. The other thing was, obviously, you've got Sari. And Sari was in charge of Napoli. I saw Napoli last season when they came over. Played very well. It was actually quite a close game in the end. Uh, 2-1. Um, with the, we, the, we saved a penalty, and they scored a penalty as well. But um, Sari is very much of that Guardiola ilk. In a footballing sense. Mm. In a fashion sense, he is completely the opposite. While Guardiola is like a bit of a rock star... Maurizio Sarri, and I can vouch for this because my dad's on holiday at the minute. Basically, looks like your dad on holiday.
3: Well, <laughs> I, tracky top, yeah. spectacles. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just
1: the style. But um, and his demeanor and and there is something about him. But I do really like him, and I think that's he's got that real character about him. And obviously, he's done a number on us. He 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 set he set everything up. I didn't see the game last night because.
3: I well, went to, I, went to the I, I watched the first. So yeah, the James and Charlton's gig yeah. last night. In the, I was supposed to be going to that, and then I got a last minute gig at the night. A, bit, a little bit gutty. So
1: I literally when I I just was watching it like text updates, and so obviously one nil, two nil. I was like, okay, there, fair enough. But then when it came, I looked at the stats and went, that's odd because it was similar well, stats to what we usually I get. I watched
3: the first half and then I had to go out. Um, so I, I watched it because, to be honest, what this is my rule if I'm watching City or Liverpool or mainly just City and Liverpool, I'll watch it until they score and they look like they're going to win, or I'll watch it if they, they look like they might concede in the last ten minutes and it'd be a draw or they lose. But if like, if City's going the first five minutes against uh, Burnley, that, I'm not watching that, no way, don't want to watch that. So I thought this might be quite a decent game, see what happened. First five ten minutes, City had chance after chance after chance, and Sterling um, had a it was right in the centre of goal, just about eight yards out, I think probably like four or five minutes in, and it was a really poor finish. Then there was another one, quite a similar move, and you watching the first ten minutes, you're like, City will probably win this, they'll go on to win it two or three-nil, because Chelsea just had not turned up. Um, And then Chelsea couldn't even, like, put an attack together. Mm -hmm. Every time they got the ball, they were giving it away, they were trying to pass it first time, and then suddenly... Um, out of absolutely nowhere, they put one sort of decent move together. William, who played very well, I thought, yeah. passed it, sort of tried to cross it. I think Hazard picked up a loose ball, just squared it, not really to anyone, into the penalty box and can flew in, smashed it into the roof of the net. And it was one nil Chelsea, and I was like, yes! And then I had to drive to Liverpool to go to work. So I thought, oh, I'll listen to this on Five Live. Um, I don't even know if it was that, actually, but I listened to it on one of the stations that did the commentary. And... I was like, oh. I mean, Hang on, hang on. There are other radio stations? I don't know. I don't know if there are. No, I, don't I don't even... Think. Do you know what I did notice last night? That because I've got a newish car and I've not preset all the stations myself, I don't know the numbers anymore. Right. Because you used to know that, way like, off by heart. I, I never really listened to live commentary on the radio, because it's nearly every match is streamed or on Sky, isn't it? But as I was driving, um so I was like, oh, I'll try and find this station. Eventually I found it, and it was still 1-0 to Chelsea, and then um they were going, I can't see... You know, Chelsea have not been magnificent here, and then the last sort of 10 minutes are going, City haven't actually really kicked on like you thought they would do. I think they brought Jesus on. They mm-hmm. didn't play with a, a centre-forward for most of the game, but then neither did Chelsea. Yeah, now that, that's an interesting thing as well. Looking at matches of the day last night, you had...
1: Both City and Chelsea not playing with uh, a centre forward, and there's somebody else there. I, I did make a note of this. I'm trying to remember who it was, but there was a couple of teams that weren't playing with a, with a traditional striker. And I was thinking, is that something that's gone out, or is it just because it's got to that season where, like that part of the season where they're resting them, or they're injured, mm. or
3: it's just coming thick and fast? Well, it, maybe Aguero's injured, I suppose, isn't he? But yeah. he could have played. Um, but for Chelsea not to play, like, a proper set... And
1: Pedro, the, the, the thing was, they both started, because they, they didn't bring Giroud on. Um, no, no. And
3: City played Sterling as an out-and-out striker. Yeah, well, they sort as of, such. as Hazard, William and Pedro, was interchangeable. But Pedro, every time I watch Pedro, I kind of think, I don't, I don't rate him that highly. William was very good, and Hazard was very good. They didn't get much of the ball in the first half. And then the more they got the ball, you were you kind of thought, actually, Chelsea might just see this out. Also, another factor, which is something that never happens, this is when if you're a City fan, you must go, well, this isn't our day. Uh, David Luiz (laughs) played like Beckenbauer. You just couldn't get past him. And, you know, more often than not, if you see him, if you line up and you're against him, you kind of think, he'll, he'll score at least one in his own net, we'll get a penalty off him, he'll just not even be watching the ball and somebody will nip him behind him. But um i don't know i'll ask you do you think it's a bit arrogant of pep not to have played a you know jesus i, d- I don't think
1: it's uh arrogant as such and to be fair like jesus has been like very noticeable in that he's not been hit in the back of the net as as much as he should now i don't think there's anything to worry about i know that he's you know he's he's been a little bit homesick about like you know being here for so long and he's so young um but he's around great players, great team, and he actually contributes a lot more th- than than just goals, but obviously that is part of what his job is. Though he's in a team where, I mean, like last season, every outfield player except Walker scored. Right. And then and then we started this season, and Walker scored in like the third or fourth game. So the goals get shared around, and it's the way we play, and a lot of them are tap-ins, a lot of them are just because of the system, the way we play. So uh, I don't think it really matters. I don't think it really matters. Well, it did yesterday... Really. Yeah, well, you see, I, I watched it, and it
3: wasn't as bad as I thought it was, and... Well, they could have been two or three no-up in yeah. the first half. Before Chelsea had their first attack, which was mm-hmm. on 45 minutes, City could have been two or three no-up. But
1: then, we played very similar to how we've played in the last five or six games, and we've won all those games. And it just happened that... And was, we've not been brilliant. We've been... But we've been with very the good.
3: exception of the the game before this one, where... And I know this, because he's in my fantasy football team, Aguero didn't play then either... Mm-hmm. Um. He's been playing, and it's like... You know, I can remember going back a couple of years ago, There was it seemed like, would Aguero fit into this system? Pep kept dropping in. There was rumours that he might leave in January. Um, I think they've got great hopes for Iheanacho, was it called? Coetchi? Coetchi Iheanacho. at the, the time, yeah. uh, and then they signed Jesus, and it was like, oh, this is the end of Aguero now. And it, I think yesterday, again, proved that he's absolutely vital, because you've managed without De Bruyne. Um, managed really surprisingly well actually but Noah Aguero yesterday and City just if if he'd have had any of those chances that fell to the other players in that first half it would have been 2 or 3-0 at half time mm.
1: uh, we've just got to talk briefly about the thing that's been going around social media quite a lot which is about this alleged uh, racial slur incident mm. to Raheem Sterling, and that's been investigated at the minute, and uh, you might have even seen the clip, and people are lip-reading what this this chap supposedly said. Uh, there's been a couple of pe- posts I've seen where people have said it wasn't racist, the, 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 the racist word used. Uh, he might have said actually something referring to Manchester, rather than that. Like Manc. Yeah.
3: Manc. And Yeah. Um, so, I, doubt, I personally, I doubt that, because I know lots and lots and lots of Cockney comedians... And a gig in London all the time, and any abuse I ever get, as from being from the north, mm. is northern. They refer to you as northern. Yeah. They never say mank. They just never say it. But
1: my thing on looking at it was, especially as we've just been talking about first games and like you going as a kid to yeah. and these kinds of things, and and you've got, you've got kids as well that like you, you you've brought to games. It's not just about necessarily the the potential racist aspect of this. It's about the. The vitriol, the anger, the, the, the. Even if you take those. Um, the, the words that the police are investigating, you take those words out. The rest of the words are out. They're not very nice if you've brought your kids to a game and the block next to them is shouting them.
3: See, this is where I argue on that point about the swearing, right. let's say. We're talking about swearing now, aren't we? Yeah. Not the racist. To be honest, if I was there and I heard some racist abuse, and when I went to my first United games probably about 83, 84, it wasn't like it is now. There was, sometimes there were bits of racism and that was like unpleasant. Um, and if I was to hear that now with my kids, I'd definitely say something and the stewards are very good, they police that. Uh, and if you were to report some racism, I think the person would get kicked out. Um, but on the other side of it, talking about like just the swearing, when I first went to football as a young lad, so it's like a 10 year old or something, part of it, is exciting is that you're entering like a man's world. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, you, so you go to the match and, like, for a start, you, you used to smell lots of tobacco there and you smell, like, lots of beer on people and everybody's singing and there's, like, a slight simmering undercurrent of violence yeah. uh, from my first games, anyway. It's the, like, 80s, yeah. early 80s, mid-80s. Um... That's not really there anymore, but the, the you know there's still the smell of booze, and there's the smell of pies, and then there's... Men the, wearing shirts with other people's names on. Well, no, <laughs> but it, it's like you're in an adult environment as a kid. You're seeing an adult world, and it's part of it. And you play football all the time at school. You love football, but the football you play is very different to watching men play football. They can do things you can't do. They run so much faster, they hit really hard mm. and another part of like going to the ground is like whoa look at me i'm with my dad or i'm with my uncle or my big brother and i'm becoming a man i don't want to sound too like i don't know i'm trying to sound poetic as well, but that's what i felt when i went and i think that's a big part of got of the football it's like look you know it's like what used to be like going to the pub for the first time, you know, like if your dad takes you for a, for a, a drink when you're like 16 and you pretend to be 18, he says, right, it's Christmas, you can have half of something, don't embarrass me. Or like you're in holidays you used to be like in Blackpool or something, and like you'd get a lemonade when you're like 10 and they'd tip a bit of beer in. It's all these little things and you're like, oh, this is adult, I shouldn't be doing this. And I th- So I think swearing should definitely have a place in football. Racism, no, but swearing, yes. It's the Manchester Football Social, where usually we get your voice on and call in. I think we fixed
1: the phone system, so hopefully we'll be able to get some more of that um, after the break. But up till now, it's mostly been Alex's memoirs that yeah, you've been listening sorry. to. <laughs> well, we, if we could get people calling in, we really, really um, not It looks like we might have it fixed, so in a couple of minutes, bear with us and we should be able to chat to a few people. But do you want another clue? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so you've had uh, a couple of clues. You're trying to work out who this player is. He played for either City or United. Your next clue is I was once suspended for testing positive for a prohibited drug. Wow. I'm going to leave that with you and we'll come back, hopefully, with some phones in the next few minutes.
2: Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social.
1: You know, like we've been talking about our first game. It's the Manchester Football Social, by the way. Alex Boardman over here and me, Ant McGinley, um, and we had a bit of nostalgia going back mm. in, like how it used to be, how cheap it was, the kind of things you swear in the access, how all great that. swearing yeah. is, yeah, being able to wear your own name on the back of your shirt without no, getting bullied. That was never a thing that anyone said. <laughs> Uh, so do you remember as well like they used to have these things called phones where you just pick them up and they worked and if they didn't work it's because it was unplugged or someone had cut the wire yeah all changed now all changed literally we've had a team of engineers and IT experts here having to go I probably shouldn't say this we've actually had to break into the studios next door and go through the wire I don't even sure what they're doing but I think we've got the phones back up. Wow. That's exciting. We're just in time for the yeah. last 10 minutes yeah, of the so show. We've got, we've got seconds. 345 uh, There's a couple of people we're going to call back uh, that got through, but uh, you can come on. We might have to be very quick with you when you do, but please give us a call. And thank you for listening and supporting. Also, if you've been trying to come through with an answer to our quiz, i just give you the clue before the break. Um, I was once suspended for testing positive for a prohibited drug. Your first reaction was? I thought it was Tevez. But uh, the other clue was... He, and then you said he scored a goal. he never scored a goal in the,
3: prem- in the Premiership or in the... N- uh, I never scored a goal in my professional career. Professional career? Yeah. Oh, I do not know. I absolutely hate this because it makes you just feel so stupid. Yeah, do you want I another can't... clue? Yeah. I joined United
1: for 7.8 million.
3: Wow. Verón? Nope. He was about 30, wasn't he? Do you know what's thrown me? Because his dad plays rugby, and rugby's not something that... Oh, I know who it is. I know exactly who it is. Do you? Yes. Band positive. Australian. Is he Australian? You can only have one one guess. Okay, well, I'm going to guess he's an Australian goalkeeper and he might have been on the bench. All right, we'll we'll find out in a minute. Uh, we, We...
1: Hopefully we'll have a call, but time is against us. Don't worry, though, because you can still get in and get your opinion on uh, the Manchester Football Social runs uh, every day except Saturdays, which sounds like a Smith song. (laughs) Uh, Sunday to uh, Friday, 6 till 7pm, and uh, Jim will be on air tomorrow evening. But you've got myself and Alex for another few minutes here this evening. Uh, We have some great calls lined up. Hopefully we've got somebody on the line right now. And forgive us because we don't know who you are until we say, hello, caller.
2: Hi, it's Alex.
3: Alex, how are you?
2: I'm good, how are you? Hi,
3: Alex. Sorry for cocking you about.
2: (laughs) It's alright, it's alright.
3: So,
1: uh, do you want to talk about your first game? Do you want to talk about the game yesterday? What did you want to chat about?
2: Uh, It's about the Fulham game yesterday. Yeah. I am a Fulham fan, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am so sorry. uh, It's the the sadness in my voice. You can tell all the energy's leaving my soul. (laughs) It, it must
1: um, be it must be mad, because last season, you, you smashed it in the championship, and, you, and you, yeah. you went out and you've spent a lot of money, you must have had such high hopes for this season.
2: Yeah, and I, I knew the risk of playing that style of football in the Premier League, but I didn't know just to what extent, how, how badly it was going to go, and I'm, I'm kind of sad the way Jukanovic kind of went in the end, but some of those managers are quite stubborn in their ways and there is no plan B. When it's not working, it's not working. And they've only got that style. And the amount of goals we've conceded this year is proof that it wasn't working.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost been like at a United level, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> Alex, is- sorry. Think-
3: yes, th- yesterday, um, from, like, from my point of view, we've been getting... Um, I've seen a bit of stick saying, Oh, it's on- it's only Fulham. So mm. were were United they look really good to me. And my son mm. went live and he was like, Oh, they were it was like the first time this season where you were like, Oh, they've actually put some really, really lovely stuff at home, which has just not been the it's just not been the case. were, were United good? Um or were Fulham just bad?
2: I I think it's a combination of the two, because I think you've also got to put in context that Cardiff put four past us.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, like, Christmas Grinch. <laughs> You're ruining my weekend.
2: <laughs> Look, I do think uh, United were uh, excellent yesterday. I, just, uh, it, it's, <clears throat> I can't see where this defence is going to shore up from. I, the, 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 one of the big issues is, we've yes, we've spent a lot of money, but that's also a lot of new players to gel together. I think, and like at the moment, every time I look at the team sheet before a game, is like someone's hit random generate on our squad, mm. and hopefully they're in the right positions. And
3: it's, so, it's... yesterday, I, I know a load of people. Whenever I I got the footballer, I'm in the pub. Lots of my friends really rate Fosse Mensa Highway. Um, he couldn't mm. play yesterday, obviously, because of the loan system yep. ban thing. Yep. Have you seen him much this season? Is he looking oh. decent? Well, I've, or?
2: I've, I've seen him a couple of times. He's looked okay when I've seen him. My friends that have gone more often have gone off him quite a lot. Right,
3: because he had that um, sparkling season last year, didn't he? When uh, Was yeah. he at Palace last year?
2: Think he, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, he had a few bad games in a row I think there was a red there was a tackle that sh- maybe should have been a red card and then I think he gave away a penalty uh, and then after that I think you could see like the confidence had mm. kind of gone and now he's he's lost his place the last few games and uh, I can't see it coming back soon but we, the thing is we rotate quite a lot so it might not actually be that far away but at the moment he seems to have lost his his head's kind of gone down a bit but I think there's definitely something there, but uh, uh, at the moment, I think he needs more game time, really, but I can't see it coming over the next few Mm. weeks, really.
3: So do you think, because Fulham have, in a similar way to United, Fulham have got a reputation of always being a bit of a glamour club and they're a club that have to play a certain way. Because um, they are that this sort of like it's the West London and it's you know they have George Best at one point, didn't they? And, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's going to be? Do you think you're going to go down? Do you think that's a factor in going down, or is it just the manager wants to play that way? Are, are the fans actually happy? Because at least you are trying to play good football.
2: Yeah, I think I think the fans do appreciate that. And the other fact, I think January is going to be a big thing for us because there's, there's two ways to look at it. One, we've got an owner that's the, one of the richest people in America. He's finally got his team back in the Premier League. He's not going to go down without a fight. He will throw money at it if we need to. Well, He's clearly got the money to buy Wembley. But the other thing is, you've got a lot of new players in that squad. Do you add money and add to that? Issue that you've got a lot of players that don't know how to play with each other. What, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, do you well, throw more money at it and just try and stay up, or do you try and gel what you've got?
1: I'd say if money wasn't an object, I'd uh, make a cheeky bid for Paul Pogba. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at <you> Christmas. Can... <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll drive him down if you want. If you if you well, can put us up overnight, I'll drive him in me uh, Ford Focus.
2: Well, 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 loan deal
1: yeah.
3: for Fossi Mensa yeah I, I like Fossi Mensa yeah. Alex thank you very much for
1: uh, Thanks, coming on and to us and apologies for the, 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 the delay in getting you on but I'd also say I'd just like to thank you on behalf of all United fans because it's nice to see them smiling again <laughs>
2: You're welcome. Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right. Merry Christmas to you as well.
1: Uh, Thank you to Niall, who managed to get the phones back up and running.
3: Good man. Yes. 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 You Uh, see, you ninjaed into into where you shouldn't have gone.
2: I did a Jesse Lingard celebration. So, yeah, you've been so excited.
3: Talked through this whole
1: operation, like with a little headset and crawling under wires and
2: I've got to say, credit to Alex there because he's been so patient probably as a Fulham fan he needs to be a bit more patient with the way things are going (laughs) for him at the moment Um, but I've actually had to go into the depths of like the uh, rooms I didn't even know existed in this office wires everywhere I couldn't have been more out of my depth if I tried, but I found the magic button, Good pressed man. the computer, and we we're back up and running. We've
1: got a minute left and I've got to put Alex out of his misery
2: because he doesn't know. The-
1: it. you
3: let me have another guess? Yeah, we're gone then. I was going to guess Bosnich because
1: nope. he failed the drugs test. Final clue. <laughs> uh, on top of all my honors, in 2014 I finished 29th in the Le Mans 24 hours. What? Clueless. No idea.
3: What? What's it? Th-
1: okay. <sighs> Just give you the clues again. Uh, my dad was a top-class rugby player. I made 17 appearances in the World Cup Finals, won Champions League, Premiership, uh, Confederations Cup, World Cup, European Championships, never scored a goal in my professional career, suspended for testing positive for prohibited drunk, which was for four months, joined United for £7.8 million and that last clue about Le Mans... <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Fabian Barthez. Barthez did Le Mans. <laughs> Yeah what wow there you go there'll be another question like that with us thanks for playing along if you did at home I'm sorry we did not get more people on but you can get your go uh, tomorrow uh, with Jim on the Manchester Football Social from me Ant and Alex thanks and good night
2: at Manchester Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show
1: So thanks very much for taking the time to listen to this edition. If you're not subscribed already, please do so. And uh, check out the other feeds as well. If you're a City fan, a United fan, there's dedicated feeds for the Manchester Football Social as well. So you don't get any of the, you know, the other side. Uh, So you'll find that wherever you get your podcast. Just look for Manchester Football Social.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty.